What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease. Ease.com, promo code HAM. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And by Sleep Number. Oh, we love Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Biggest sale of the season. And by Legacy Box. We love Legacy Box too. Legacybox.com slash ham. 40% off, baby. Now to the segment. You know what I do enjoy is a good, just Twitter's watching Hard Knocks while I'm watching Hard Knocks. People reacting to stuff uh, as it goes. We got some insight. Um at the end into just what happened over the weekend a little, although like you texted me, they kind of just skipped. They just, I couldn't tell. Did the, were they just, did it happen too late for them to edit it in? Guy, it started happening on like Saturday and Sunday. The show came out on Tuesday. They skipped a lot. Sunday is when it happened. Yeah. But he clearly had left Saturday and Sunday's gone. So they snap. Well, Saturday happens. The conversation with Gruden walking off the field, that was Saturday, right? Or was that that was Saturday. That would have been Saturday because they had a walkthrough after the game. That, to me, was the telling. Like, that moment gave me the most insight into John Gruden's mindset. That he's happy AB's there, but clearly annoyed enough that he just, what he really wants, what he's saying to AB is, don't forget about Drew. Like, when you got an issue, just talk to me. I'm down the hall. You're in the building. I'm here. Just let's talk. We don't need to go through Drew or anybody because he's telling him you got a See, lot of to people me, in your ear. To me, when he said the people in your ear, it's not, I don't think he's speaking Rosenhaus. I think he's speaking more to who knows what idiots talking to AB, like non-professional. Very well, maybe. But the point is he's saying, just come to me if there's an issue. And then the next day. Yes, stop leaving. Stop leaving just randomly and then texting us you're gone. And then the next day he's gone. Like that to me is why Mayock said what he said Sunday. To me, it's partly because Gruden was like, I just talked to him yesterday. I just talked to him. We were on the same page, I thought. Are we even talking the same language? (laughs) See, that's – listen, Raider fans are like, Middlecoff, are you going to hate on the episode? The episode was very entertaining. I've gotten a lot of Gruden. I, I, I was dying laughing throughout a lot of it. But the integrity uh, of journalism, like, it skipped a huge – it's the number one fucking story in the league, and they kind of glossed over it. It's it just 
I, I get the preseason action is fun, but they pushed the preseason game to go to like seven minutes left. I could I watched it on my iPad, and I realized, well, they haven't really... T- the preseason game was Thursday. So I got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then even Tuesday. I, I It just glossed over the biggest fucking story in the league. And I also thought they kind of made it look like he's just some happy-go-lucky, no big issue, which is not the case. So I love the episode. And we can get into some positives, but the Antonio Brown element of it was kind of fluffy, I thought, and, and kind of fake. I, I just um, see. I, we disagree a little. Like, I, I'll be curious the next episode. I do think it's like the stuff happened Sunday, Monday. That's not they got to edit the show, guy. They, they've they've so, openly the directors openly talked for years. They always are like editing up until Tuesday night, and they, yeah, they yeah, usually yeah. Look, add Tuesday. Look, I'm not saying they didn't they hit it hard, but this is. This is an NFL partnered thing, so I expect a little. But my point is, I thought all the, the way they did it was they, they split in all the NFL video talk, like the NFL headline. Like, you know. How funny is it when, is it when they fake impose it onto a TV? I, so, <laughs> Do you I think most people notice that or just like no. me and you and people in the business? No, I don't think so. Do you think people think it's real? Like when Peter Schrager's talking, like crushing them, and they're just watching it at breakfast and it's loud? Yeah. But I I, uh, I I do actually love those parts. But I think like the the making A B look happy like they can only show A B as he will present himself, and so they let him talk a lot, and he just was only he's only going to say what he's going to say. Like it's not an interview where you're sitting down asking him questions. So I thought letting him talk for like forty five seconds at a time did just kind of you're like what is enemy of the state? He's making these weird faces, and it's just just want to get back to work. Just a hardworking kid. It's like, to, to me, the part that glossed over it the most was like, they how go. Many gu- how they many go gummies Mayock. does AB pop every day? <laughs> they go Mayock. Then they go Rosenhaus. The, the Rosenhaus interview from the TV station Florida looks like it's from a, like when you would put a fake interview in a movie. That's what that looks like. And then they just show AB like arriving again Monday, right? They show him like getting out of his car, kind of walking slow, but he looks like he's kind of avoiding the cameras. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll be interested if we get any more of what happened those few days in the next one. But at minimum, what they did show us was, like, I understand Gruden's anger watching this thing. Because then they go to Monday morning, and Gruden is just, like, steaming. Or I guess it's Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. And you see Gruden is steaming. He's shaking his head. He can't believe. He just, he's beside himself. It, the, the one that was pretty funny, when he, like, comes back for the first time, and he sees Richie, and... And Gruden has said to him a couple times, he said to him before the game, like, stay locked in on the sideline. He's not staying locked in at all. And clearly he's supposed to be listening at practice. And he goes to Richie. He just got back for the first time. He's like, you've been fucking shit up, bro. And they're just having a conversation while practice is going on. Oh, my God. But, and this is where you respect, I do respect Antonio for this. When they start doing the walkthrough a little later and he hops in, and Gruden's like, God, you, you're on top of the formations. And A.B.'s like, I ain't some fucking slapdick. It's like, and at the end of the day, A.B. is not some village idiot with the offense. He knows everything to do. Like, that, that's that's where I think from Gruden's perspective, they're not worried. This isn't Cordero Patterson. Like, they, they're not worried about him learning the offense. Antonio knows everything to do. Just, is he going to show up? Is he going to be there? Because at the end of the day, the bill of goods everyone was sold. Like, listen, we know it's... You know, we said we were starting over, we were building from scratch, but we acquired Antonio Brown. And people are like, well, you said you were doing one thing, and now you're doing another. The thing that they, they harped on, 
He's going to be really good for our young players with his practice habits. The motherfucker hasn't practiced. So it's like, you, you, when your players see this guy practice, I mean, they don't even, they've never seen him practice. Now, we'll see if he can just have a week of practice. Does he make it to this game? I, I'm interested. Does he play in the game? Yeah. Uh, this game in Canada? Uh, as Gruden said, well, this is first for me. I've never played a home game in Canada. But I, I thought Antonio was, I, I'm very entertained, despite like it, some of the stuff is just so stupid, which might make it so funny when he's sitting there with, as I got a text from a buddy in the league, one is like, God, Antonio looks high as a kite with this guy from like aerospace engineer going over how fast he's running and Antonio dropping the line, men won't lie, women lie, analytics don't. And he's only saying that because the analytics made him look a lot better. Right. And I'm like, God, are they going to, is he going to say he's faster than Odell or were they going to say a name? And he's like, I'm not going to say it. But he kind of wanted to say it. He was yeah. hoping like the, the hippie dude with the long hair would drop the guy's name. Atulio. Factuals, John. That's my I, I just I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start using AB's word factuals. <laughs> I thought a, I thought AB was pretty funny. I thought, know, I thought Gruden was great the whole episode. Gruden too. was great. I got a little bit of a red flag. You just reminded me of on AB is when he told Gruden that when it gets really hot, it bothers his feet. Like well, I, I think like, that's why it's hard to practice. It's probably easier in a game, right? Because in yeah, practice, yeah, you're just running, 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 running. You just never stop moving. For right. Three but, what hours. I, but what I'm saying is they cut off all the dead skin. It looks better. But now that skin underneath is is like baby skin. Like it's not yeah. – I don't know if that skin underneath is ready for A-B practicing. Now, the good well, news it, is he hasn't been. But yeah. he's back now. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just – all I'm saying is I'm pretty sure the foot thing is behind that, us. That was a week ago, though, guy. That was – your timeline's a little off. That, that was like Wednesday, not, you know, Sunday or Monday. Yeah. No, well, that's fine. Whatever. I'm just saying. I just – I'm 90% sure the foot thing is behind us. I'm not quite 100. Because if you told me, like, after four days of – after four straight days of practice in a game, he starts blistering a little because the skin's not ready for – maybe it's fine by now. I don't know. But it was just caught my attention uh, a little bit. Just, yeah. And then, not- and then the best part, though – this might have been my favorite part, was Gruden's like, because his feet are hot. And so Gruden's like, well, maybe you need to go in a cryogenic chamber or whatever. And AB's like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that they laughed about that was pretty good. Like, that Gruden must have, and that's when they walked off the field talking about, come talk to me. Like, Gruden must have felt like, this is behind me. And then the fucking sun goes down, and it comes back up, and the guy's gone. Because the helmet. Because they failed the helmet. Did you see Staley's comment? Did we talk about this yesterday? About uh, how the helmet, how he no. could relate to Antonio from the helmet. I guess he he must he said this on after the game on Monday Night Football that he had the same helmet and what they loved about it. And we had the someone DM'd us about it how it fit so perfectly on the on the head. The problem was the padding wasn't there, but it never moved. And Joe said when he had to move the helmet, he pointed to his nose. He broke his nose because the big helmet fucked up his nose because it it moves around. That's the biggest difference. And that's what the league's saying. Yeah, that helmet is great, but it's not safe because there's really no padding and it kind of sticks to your head. Yeah, we did get a long... Uh, we got a great breakdown get, from, take a, a, from take, a community college player. Take a seed pod. Take a seat pod. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know his name. Sorry. Did he sign his name? Yeah, but basically the breakdown of of um, the gel-type padding... That now keeps it lighter, but like you said, maybe there's a little more. A little. I, more I, I think in a perfect world, you would like to get Antonio a couple series in this game 
in Canada, right? Yeah. Even if you're going to, let's say you're going to give Derek the entire half. To me, you don't have to give Antonio the entire half. Like you said, you're, you're kind of treading lightly with the feet. You don't want to push it too much. But you would like to get him maybe a couple targets. Not just some action, a couple targets. You'd like to get him a catch in a live action, right? Maybe throw him a deep ball. I don't know. I'm actually kind of expecting him to play, wouldn't you? I don't know. When's the game? Is the game Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Hopefully it's a 1 o'clock game. I'd love a little back-to-back action. Give me something to do. do like, do you expect to see him? I hadn't thought about that. Uh, y- yeah. Yes. Yes. Because even the other day, remember, Gruden, like he's in his – you could tell once he gets to game time, he kind of wants to play. Antonio. Yeah. Trying to look what time the game's at. Must be at night. Niners game's at 5. Raiders game. The Raiders game guy is not is on Thursday night. The Raiders, Raiders game game's Thursday. tomorrow. Oh. All right. I can dig it. All over. Look at us all over the preseason schedule. If you told me the Giants or the Raiders, uh, the Giants, the Niners or the Raiders play every Thursday, and then the other one plays on the weekend, I, I, I could, I, I, I could, I, I'd be fine with that. It's getting me through the preseason for sure. I got no issue with it. Uh, how about John Abram not knowing who Rodney Harrison was? I, I, I'm John Abram out. Just, just let him play. I'm tired of hearing about him, I, and I get why they keep showing him because he won't I can't shut take up. it. Yeah, but he's just, like, like, dude, your coach is talking to you, and you're just like talking to him like you're. Two drunk dudes at a party. Neither one is hearing what the other one's saying. I, and Gruden finally, Gruden was like, "I can't, I can't have this conversation." He just turns and walks away. He's like, "Bro, you know you're what? not even listening to me. I don't care that you don't know who Rodney is. You, you're not even. I am coaching you. Are you? I am coaching you right now. I'm coaching you. You're not fucking listening." You, you know, one element that I would imagine Gruden has grown a lot, and you, you'd have to ask people that played for him. He feels like he's making an, an emphasis on keeping it loose in these camp practices, yeah, in yeah. Uh, the meetings, the like Hunter joking at guys. The Hunter Renfro picture was hilarious. How about the, the, the Chargers picture of the long snapper was fucking funny? Because I, I thought he was kind of going to light into guys about fucking up and then showing – like they were just making fun of that guy. And it was so hilarious. Great. It was hilarious. He's like, why did he drop the ball? <laughs> he just dropped the ball. And he he goes, now, if you do find yourself in this situation, <laughs> that Charger guy just got destroyed on our ducks. That was good. I thought overall, Gruden's just in game, being fired up, excited. It was, it was, it was really good. I, I the Gruden has has come into his own these last couple episodes. Well, this is what I always say, like for people, you know, say like you guys hate Gruden, whatever. Like I can one, and I don't, and I know you don't. We have questions about the adaptation to the modern NFL as everybody has, but I can 100% understand how if I were Mark Davis, I would have paid John Gruden to come be my football coach. I get it. I totally get it. Well, he's Don't a rock you? star guy. Uh, I mean, but, I, want- but, but I, I'm not just saying why I understand why you would sit down with him and go, yeah, you know what? I, I believe in, I buy in. Cause when I watch him, I go, okay, like I want to, I give this guy a chance. My, my, my biggest beef guy is that uh, I think he's bad at personnel. And I think adding Mike Mayock and you and I, this show, and anyone that has a fucking pulse that knows what they're talking about, like the hire. I think it's like, God, this is going to make some sense. Now, will he listen to him? Time will tell. He, he's got to be very careful about acquiring too many Vontezes and, and Antonio Browns and Richie Incognitos. 
But I, I you watch this and go, God, I, I like John Gruden entertains the shit out of me. And the biggest thing I ever knocked him on was the, the way he handled the Khalil Mack thing. And I've heard some things over the last six months where, you know, it's kind of what we always thought it was. It was more of a money issue than a John Gruden issue. And it kind of John Gruden's ha- hand was forced a little bit once they knew the price tag. So I, I, I'll defend him a little bit of that. I don't blame him as much. I, I blame the, uh, the limited funds and the cash on hand to make that transaction happen. Because uh, I, I think if you look at the timeline of it, looking back, he got traded after Aaron Donald signed the deal, and they realized what the number would be. And, like, middle cup, they got money! They always signed their players! Yeah, we get it. The league gives you $250 million. Did you have $90 million in your bank account on August 30th? The Bears did. We don't know if you did. And I think people in the loop, and Mortensen's mentioned it, and I talked to someone that that knows, that thinks that, yeah, they did not. So it wasn't, it was more of a, his hand was forced. I'm not trying to rehash this, but it makes a little sense because it's hard to go from constantly talking, constantly talking about Khalil Mack. And I, t- I Peter King had Jason Witten on his podcast. And I've heard Jason Witten now on two podcasts. If I ever came across Jason Witten, like in an airport or at a golf course or whatever, I swore to God, guy, I'd go up and I'd say, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> I was a little over the top with my criticism. Like you are a high level guy. Every time I hear you talk, you're my type guy. You weren't good on TV, but I, I, I like you. And well, I like I always cross- said, it, it's to me. If he had been calling, maybe he should have been calling the Thursday night college. You know, not, not even that, just like yeah. a random college, football, and no one would have noticed. No, I, I know, one hundred percent. But my point is, Peter asked him because his like, well, our first game was. He's like, the one cool thing was is getting to be around some of these coaches and GMs and kind of seeing the other side. Like, why did they trade Khalil Mack? And then Peter asked him, like, well, would you have done it? And, he, and his take was just, you know, there, there's a, in my career, and, and Jason's like 15 years, you come across a handful of elite dominant players, non-quarterbacks. And it's like, I, I would never get rid of that human once I have him. And I, I don't think John Gruden's dumb enough to not understand that. So it, it kind of adds up. And you see John, like, John wants John wants fucking ballers on his team. Like John want John would rather have more Antonio Browns than Josh Jacobs, their first round pick, who's been invisible. You know why he's probably an invisible guy? He's probably pretty boring. You know, he's just probably just blue collar, hardworking, well, good player. Cleveland the same. Look at Derek. They they only have so much to go on to Derek. Like he's boring too. He's just there's not much. You know, there's he's not a rah rah swearing all the time. He's kind of geeky quarterback. It's not that, like, it's not great. Like, Gruden swears. Like, that, that's why it works. We'll scream at people. That's not really Derek's deal. Like, a lot of times when Gruden's losing on the quarterbacks, he's screaming at the other two, and Derek just stands there silently. Right. Of course. Like, what's he going to say? Like, yeah, coach, get him. <laughs> like, no, he's kind of their guys. I thought a cool moment last night, and you see it with Derek, is when Glennon throws that touchdown pass when it was supposed to be for Waller, and it was the other, like, it was Carrier. And Derek was, like, fired up for Glennon. I mean, that's probably going to be his backup. Yeah. What did, I mean, what did uh, Kelly Endo say? Like, get me a guy with a I, – I need a, a guy with a big neck on this team. I just – to me, the, the line of the night was like, hey, Frank, you going to say something funny? Because then Kelly Endo was like, I ran out of material five minutes ago. <laughs> you realize he was probably up there for a while. The big ring always gets me when he's wearing the massive ring on his hand. Is, it, is that just a complete fake ring? 
Caliendo? Yeah. Oh, John, it's the, you go back and watch. It's like the size of a phone. But it's just some fake ring that he bought to like signify a Super Bowl champion. No, I don't think. I bet he made it. Like it's it's the size of a cell phone. It's humongous. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. noticed. I noticed it, but yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. It's like, fake to like replicate a. Super I think Bowl. it's like made out of cardboard with some. Yes, it's a prop. Yes, yeah, because you know John's always just throwing his ring around. His ring yeah. is always in your face. Uh that was good. That was good. The, how about when he's like Madden, and he's right. Like I bet he does Madden. The reason he said to the Raiders players, these guys know John Madden. Everyone's like, yes. But, like, I bet he does Madden and people don't quite get it. Like, young people. You're saying that Caliendo's Madden? Oh, 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 does the Yeah, Madden when Gruden's like, oh, do Madden. Like, gotcha. he goes, should I do Madden? Do you guys know it? And they all and, got it. Like, it was great. And they did Charles Barkley, and that was funny. Yeah, the Barkley one was good. I'll give Gruden credit, too. Like, sometimes you see coaches just being an asshole to be an asshole. When the guy clearly says he's talking with uh, Gruden, they yank Waller. And then, you know, just the heat of the moment, the game, you just you got a lot going on. And especially in a preseason game, guys coming in and out. So Gruden had clearly made this play during the week for Waller, but Waller's out. When he starts screaming like, Waller, Waller! And then the tight end coach is like, Coach, he left 10 minutes ago. And then Gruden kind of wears it like, no, I knew Waller, that. Waller I says, that. I've, been out of t- I've been out of 10 minutes game time, Coach. Yeah, it's been a Which while. Which means I've been out for like 40 minutes. But I, I think that showed like – some maturation probably of Gruden because some coach would be like, fuck, get back in. You just, I don't know, might lose it. He's like, yeah, I knew that. And he just kind of keeps going. <laughs> that was that, that was a highlight last night for me. Were you familiar with Waller? Like his story? Not really. Uh, but my, my initial takeaway is you got to be really careful with guys like that because he clearly is one of those, he's at practice, looks awesome, right? I bet Gruden thinks like, fuck, do we got a guy that's going to give us 60, 70 catches? Yeah, can you trust a guy like that? I mean, they're great stories and everything, but he's going to be their starting tight end. And it's like at any moment, he's like, I've been sober for two. Like, it's hard to stay sober. And it's not, and we're not just talking alcohol. I mean, this guy is a pill popper. You know, he's just, it, it's, you are hitching your wagon. And clearly they're really excited about him. I mean, they, you know, Vic's been writing about him forever. And I, I was like, why do they keep talking about this Waller guy? But then you see the highlights and you realize he's probably out there for the last three weeks kicking the shit out of everyone. Because he's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he can jump. He's got natural hands. He's tough enough to block. I bet Gruden thinks, like, we got a player that no one realizes how good this player is. And I think the NFL would go, well, there are a lot of players like that consistently that never live up for whatever reason. And his reason is he's just an addict. Now, can he stay sober? I don't know if he addict might be strong, but he is it fair to consider a guy an addict if he has to then go sober? Yeah, I mean, Probably. well, but but isn't the other part of it like he's John? He's clearly a receiver who's now playing tight end. Now you can be a receiving tight end, like you don't have to be, you know, a big time blocker. I, I think in these days they're kind of a hybrid. He's like but I'm just saying, like, there's obviously a there's a physical there's a, like he does he quite is he fast enough to be a receiver? I don't know. There, it, I I think it's. There's probably a little more to it than just that, right? He went to Georgia Tech. It's not like he went yeah. to So I do wonder if we're building up a little just how good of a pure prospect he is, but I don't know. The other one But, but he's not but guy, he's not I mean he's been in the league now for like four years. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean a prospect in the traditional sense. I just mean like But I'll tell you how good of a prospect he was. He clearly probably had some issues because whenever he came out in seventeen or whatever, you know what he did at the combine, he ran a four four six. All right, so he's fast enough. At six six two forty. Why isn't he just a receiver? 
what's kind of what, what he's 240. How many receivers are 240? He's like a he's just like a hybrid. Yeah, he's just bigger than I realized. In terms yeah, of I mean, how, how big do you think he was? I just didn't think he weighed 240 because he's well, so tall. He, I, he looks skinnier, but I think he weighs now like 255. He that he weighed 250 when he was coming out of college. He's oh, bigger now. Yeah, I didn't realize he weighed that much. He's massive. I thought he was like a 230 guy. Here, here's the bottom line on him. Again, what fucking year is this? From Zerline. Bottom line. Late bloomer who is faster than quick and has converted size, speed, combination. Waller isn't just a tall receiver. He has legitimate hands and body control and can impose his size on mismatched cornerbacks. Waller has low floor, but with little more competitive fire. So that's a big knock on him. And, and what's his name was always screaming at him. Now, he claimed that he was always high, right? So that that's what was kind of interesting. The clips they were showing a Harbaugh like, "Come right. on, Darren," because I bet Harbaugh's like, "God, we got some here," but he's kind of loafing around. And Waller kept saying he was getting high twenty four seven when he was with the Ravens. And you realize like the powerful story of, you know, I wasn't gonna quit. I I've too, I do have too much pride as a human, as the way I've been taught, coached, growing up. But I was gonna make it where they basically kicked me out of the league, so they could never call me a quitter. And you realize he was in a pretty dark space. Yeah. How about the uh, how about the Madden score adjusters who just come around and talk to you? That to me felt a little fake. Like for it's hard like, knocks, what is this? That felt that felt a little cheesy. Fake. Like, do they really go talk to players? I that that to me felt cheesy. Here's the other thing, though. Well, yeah, but what are those really guys quick? doing there? Like, I, whether they well, talk to players or not, do they go to practice and watch guys, or is it just hey, let's get some Madden guys out there to promote Madden? I'd have to text some people. That's a good question. It felt like a little more like that than they go to every camp and like talk to players because if they did, those the players would wear them out wherever well, they went. Absolutely. Or do they not talk to players, but since they were there, they talked to players because they thought that'd be good footage of guys complaining about their score. Yeah, they could just be there and the players don't even know who they but are. But then, like, are they like, are they like, oh, like forty-seven looks faster than I thought. We got to add a few to him. Okay, Waller, just scouting practice. Here's one. Waller's been in the league since fifteen. How many career catches do you think he has? Well, he said he hasn't played. I mean, 10? Yeah, 18. So it's just, my, my point is, it's a pretty big stretch to take a guy like that who has off-the-field concerns, who has been an all-time great underachiever, who now, he said he's been sober for a couple years. Well, he played for the Ravens last year. That can he... But I think, was he hurt? Didn't he say something about... Yeah, he missed some time. He... I have to look at his NFL.com page. But again, the overall point is the Raiders are depending on this human who has never proven anything as they're starting tight end. Like that's, it'd be a hell of a story if you got 60 balls. I just think usually guys like that are guys like that for a reason, typically. Now, every once in a while, and this is where the Gruden Al Davis philosophy, you take like seven or eight of them, you know, it's like a venture capitalist. You invest in 10 companies. Well, if one hits, you fucking... Everyone gives you a BJ. No one even cares about the ones you miss on. Well, they got Waller, Incognito, Vontez. Like, yeah, he, he played last year. He played in four games. Then he got hurt. He was suspended all of 17, played last year, but got hurt. I guess he was on the Raiders last year and got hurt. I didn't even realize he was on the Raiders last year. Mm. So Gruden likes him, clearly, right? Yeah. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.